because you can use the entire tree as in the leaves, um, you know, most nutrient dense green leaf out there. But then the seeds of the tree, you can crush them up and use it to uh, purify water and a lot more. But yeah, that's they're using where... it for water filtration in developing countries. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Visible signs of malnourishment within this community went away. And the only thing that was different was them sprinkling these moringa leaves on top of their regular food source. And within a month, visible signs of malnourishment went away. In addition to that, moms start lactating again. They can feed their babies finally. Food should be your supplement, right? Okay. There's a supplement industry, right? Where we're getting what we should be getting from food. You definitely just turned to that farm. question. I, right? Is that where you're going? <laughs> Not where right. I was going, but I love it. There's a, a poet named Jack Gilbert, and one of his lines in a poem is called, uh, or it says, we must unlearn the constellations to see the stars. And that's kind of sums that's it up cool. for me. Yeah, like sometimes you have to unlearn maybe what you've been taught or what you've thought to really see the truth and really see the beauty. Welcome back to Edible Economy. I'm Nate and... Oh, no, she's not here today. It's just me today. We got a couple of guests with us. Don't worry. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. It's you guys tuning in, sharing it, supporting it, subscribing, telling your friends about it. We know you got lots of different things that you can do with your time. We are super appreciative that you are spending your time with us. Today we have Moringa Infusions uh, with us. Welcome, guys. Hey, happy Thank to be you. here. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so right before we get going, um, you guys told me, I, I was calling it Moringa tea, but I guess it's not tea. Well, it almost was. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning part, we, we tried a lot of different ways to make Moringa taste good. Um, so at one point it was a tea, but we never launched it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we started doing what we call a sweet sipping vinegar. Okay. So yeah, Moringa used inside of apple cider vinegar with other herbs, berries, flowers, and plants that we can kind of dive into more. Okay. Yeah. So we're calling it a sweet sipping vinegar. Oh, nice. It <laughs> has, that has Moringa. In Thus the name of the company, Moringa Infusions. And you are hearing Rachel and Mike of Moringa Infusion. So, so glad to have you guys here today. Happy you guys day. have an awesome, awesome product. Thank you. Um, I met you guys, I think, originally by email, phone. I yeah. can't even remember. And we have this certain aversion to brand new vendors all the time. And mm -hmm. um, <laughs> now you see what the, our hesitation is at the beginning. Because we get, we literally get hundreds of calls every year. I've got the best idea. It's going to be amazing. And we say, oh, you know, you should start in our Westminster market because that's kind of the tune-up. And then I told Kim about you guys. And she said, no, 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 no. We want that. We want those guys. And so turned out to be a really good decision because you guys rocked last year so yeah in more ways than one happy to meet you guys and uh, again happy happy to have you here so you've told us a little bit about how it's not a tea and about what it is <laughs> so uh tell us who are you guys what what makes you tick Oh man, that's a big one. It is. <laughs> it is. I think we have... We'll talk about your company some. Oh yeah, you know. that's easier. 
I think you have better luck explaining what makes us not tick. <laughs> um, so my background is uh, corporate America, real estate, uh, finance, development, and um, yeah, kind of making a, a journey over the last probably eight, nine years, transitioning out of that into a nonprofit, um, doing development work around the world, um, bumping into this girl here and uh, clicking, connecting, and ultimately marrying my business partner. So what doesn't make me tick is the rat race and um, you know sacrificing time and energy for things that ultimately don't fulfill, uh, things that ultimately uh, may not matter as much as uh, we've been told to, that they do. That's what doesn't make me tick. <laughs> we affectionately refer to that as shit river. Okay. So I know I don't usually cuss on this show, but that's a that's a a, a proper noun actually. Mm-hmm. Shit river. It probably shouldn't Sounds be. Sounds classy. Right. Lower case. Lowercase the s and then capital the h. Um, but anyway, sorry to interject that. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's great. I think. Um, yeah, I've lived most of my life just having a lot of fun, going on adventures, trying new things constantly. Um, and this is kind of more transition in my life of finding a husband and staying put in one city and also finding a business that's passionate about and really staying with. So that's, yeah, kind of where I'm at right now. And did I hear Mike say that you guys knew each other and were business partners before you got married? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a funny story. So um, we actually met because Rachel um, had returned from Zambia and, um, you know, learned about what Moringa is and was it, of heart to try to create a company that would leverage funding uh, to some of these communities that she was impacted by overseas and what Moringa did for those communities. So she was actually on the lookout for nonprofits and people she could partner with to try to make those dreams come true. Um, I run an international nonprofit called the Invictus Initiative. I'm the executive director. So our first meeting was actually under false pretenses because, <laughs> um, you know, I saw a girl that I liked and I wanted to talk to. I think she was more doing some interviews yeah, uh, I see was... whether whether or not I align with her business plans. So <laughs> I like it. Yeah. He was good though. He kept like all of his connections kind of at bay for quite a few weeks to make sure that I like <laughs> truly liked him and wasn't just about you know connections. So oh, then, do. it's yeah. kind of like a rich man, you know, approaching a woman and uh, making sure that she doesn't just love him for his money. <laughs> well, I'm a poor man, but I have some nonprofit contacts, and I just wanted to make sure she was loving me for the right reasons. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, and then the yeah. company. How did how did you just how did you decide to do it? I mean, um, it started for me the f- years ago, living in Zambia with, uh, for a few months with my best friend that was there for five years um, and seeing the moringa trees, you know, planting them, watching them grow, harvesting the leaves and realizing uh, the direct impact that this green leaf had um, by adding it to the diet of uh, malnourished children and watching visual signs of malnourishment start diminishing. Um, Young moms starting to be able to produce uh, more breast milk that were trying to increase lactation. And going back again um, with the same friend to follow up with the community and just seeing that it was really hard to find moringa trees 
um, just the seeds because it just wasn't well known. So all that to say, I want to start a company that brought awareness about what Moringa was and helped plant more trees and other sustainable uh, food developments. And yeah, it started as a passion project. Um, I had a full-time job and just wanted to you know, sell at the farmer's market like one day a week and just once a week. And um, after we created, yeah, the sweet sipping vinegar and sold, I think we sold out the first day. And the next weekend started hearing testimonies of people coming back already and saying, hey, I've noticed some sort of health benefit that it just, I think just started taking off. And I realized, wow, people here are being just as impacted that they were there. And I never expected that. That's really so, cool. Yeah. And so it sounds like it was almost a, a, a dual purpose or, or that the selling of Moringa tea or Moringa infusion, sorry, uh, <laughs> was was secondary because you wanted to bring awareness abroad to the health benefits and, and help out there. And then the, you know, the retail side of it was a second, was an afterthought. Yeah, definitely. I thought I was just going to, you know, sell a little bit, you know, tell people about Moringa, kind of have... You know, one-on-one conversations, which has carried over, but now it's become such a, just every weekend, every, you know, person I meet, um, not every single one shares, but when I, when they do, it's just, it's powerful because they're talking about how this concoction has impacted their daily lives and it ranges across the board and we can get into that. Um, But yeah, I never just expected that. (laughs) So we, we've, um, in the past, we've had, our, our dog Root has made some uh, <laughs> some appearances. We have a farm cat uh, that is a mouser for the house that we have out here at the farm. And um, our podcast listeners, you, you may hear Soxie, <laughs> the mouser cat, uh, in the background, as we all do right now. <laughs> so, okay, um, and Moringa... So it's a, it, it's basically the, the leaf, it's the leaf of a tree. Have you been successful in getting more of these trees planted? And, and yeah. I mean, you're not just drawing those now for American consumers. Have you, you've been able to find some benefits and, and help get more trees planted? Yeah. And that's what's, um, I think I knew myself enough going into the business that I wanted to partner up, you know, with a nonprofit and other people because, um, just knowing that I could only handle so much. Yeah. But now, um, yeah, it's amazing to, you know, we've kind of broadened where our 15% goes. A lot of it goes directly to planting, you know, finding seeds, planting more trees, because these trees are really easy to grow once they start growing. They can grow up to 10 feet in a year. They're extremely drought tolerant. Um, but sometimes we, we leverage part of that money to local nonprofits as well, um, other like sustainable food um, development. So really fun to be able to you know spread it can you grow the trees here in the united states um very well it's very hard here like in colorado because the tree itself doesn't like to get below 40 degrees okay so the only places in the states it would grow really well is southern california or southern florida okay closer kind of to the equator so yeah you can grow them a little bit but they're not gonna and they need a lot of water um in the beginning they okay. do, and then after like the first year, they're gonna be pretty, you know, self. What's the word? Self sustaining. Sustaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and so, has do you know has that started? 
growing more in the states Mm -hmm. and there are some farms yeah in florida i have a a friend there that you know grows moringa trees and i know um a woman i met her daughter at a show that grows them out in california so i hear about you know some different places in the states and when people start learning about the tree they i think get really excited because you can use the entire tree as in the leaves um you know most nutrient dense green leaf out there but then the seeds of the tree, you can crush them up and use it to uh, purify water. It can remove like 99% really? of bacteria, oh, including cool. E. coli. Yeah. Um, so, and a lot more. But yeah, that's they're using where... it for water filtration in developing countries. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that's a huge, there's another whole nonprofit that you right? can pull off yeah. of that alone. That's pretty cool. I, that, so, yeah. so tell me, what are the health benefits that you see maybe for yourself, for your customers, or anecdotally what you've heard and... From yeah. our, we already went into a few of them. From our product or from Moringa? From Moringa. Okay. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of gauge the benefits of strictly Moringa um, because our product not only generally has in one serving, um, has your daily serving of Moringa, but it also has your daily serving of apple cider vinegar, uh, raw honey. Which is awesome for you, both um, of those. Very yeah. good. Uh, yeah. But we also infuse everything with like a high dosage of real herbs, flowers, and berries, like Rachel was saying. So, you know, imagine in your diet all of a sudden taking three teaspoons of ginger, organic ginger every day. Like, yeah. That's going to do some stuff for your inflammation, uh, gastrointestinal issues. I mean, knee pain. Um, that combined with everything else is almost like a one plus one equals three. Yeah, that's awesome. So Moringa by itself. um, And it tastes good too, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it tastes (laughs) delicious. So, I mean, you know, because people listening, they've heard Moringa, they've heard leaves and vinegar. And so... (laughs) Very compelling. But but it is, it's really tasty. Yeah. It's really tasty. And you guys do some kind of, you do a mixture and, and then serve it over ice and things like that. Yeah, so we actually sell a straight concentrate at this point. Okay. Um, that's going to change soon. But, um, you know, we believe that, you know, how do we take this, make it um, economical, uh, affordable for the families that are consuming this with the impression that we want to try to get them to take this every day. Yeah. Um, for around $2, roughly, a serving, they're getting full spectrum uh, Moringa leaf. Um, they're getting the apple cider vinegar, all organic. And that's actually coming from Hotchkiss, Colorado, so local. Um, oh, that's cool. The honey is raw honey from our beekeeper here in Longmont, Colorado. So they're getting local, you know, products, uh, ingredients, and um, you know, they're of course they're getting uh, everything else that we infuse it with. So uh, for about two dollars a day, you know, I've got customers that will literally throw it into a can of Lacroix on their way to work first thing in the morning. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we've got other customers that will make cocktails out of it in the evening and invite friends. <laughs> a little over. different benefits there. But a little yeah. different. Yeah, but um, it is fun. It's, there's some mental say, health yeah. benefits there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A wide range of uses and you know pretty affordable. So we do have a lot of really great testimonials from people and how they use it. Specifically, not only it's very fun and it tastes good, like you said, but it, it actually does something positive for their body. And so, has there been studies that? linked to moringa and i mean i'm assuming you guys have not paid for studies on your your product (laughs) at this point but there's some some good you know yeah there's some great like if you're just like a visual person there's um studies out there of like how moringa leaves compared to other sources of vitamins and minerals um which is just scientifically they have 92 different vitamins and minerals all of your essential amino acids and 46 antioxidants and then uh, one of our charts at the 
farmer's markets, how it compares to, say, an orange has got seven times more vitamin C than orange, four times more vitamin A than carrots, um, two times more protein than yogurt. So, okay. and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of testing on the actual tree. But I think the, the coolest study is the stuff that we've seen firsthand in the work that we do. Um, you know, like Rachel said, in Zambia, in a matter of like a month, visible signs of malnourishment within this community went away. And the only thing that was different was them sprinkling these moringa leaves on top of their regular food source, which is heavily in starch, um, very z- zero um, amounts of phytonutrients or any kind of green content. So you add this, this leaf from this tree which also is dubbed the tree of life. Oh, that's that. cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Very and, avatar-like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and within a month, uh, visible signs of malnourishment went away. In addition to that, moms start lactating again. They can feed their babies finally. Um, so there's a lot of cool studies coming out. We've seen a lot of stuff firsthand um, that kind of reinforces everything. And then we get our one-on-one customer interactions, and we hear these really great stories about how the product's working in their life. And that just makes it all worth it, you know. That's super cool. Yeah. So, yeah. is the climate? What's the climate like in Zambia? You it's know, warmer. The, I mean, there's rainy seasons, but it's gonna stay pretty, you know, hot. Does it get below is, forty degrees? No. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not Colorado at all. Okay, and um, it's there is rain. Yeah, there is rain. Okay. During seasons, but yeah, it definitely thrives. You know, I have some of the trees grown planet in my family farm in Arkansas. Oh, that's cool. And they're doing a lot better there than, you know, trying to keep them inside here in Colorado. And okay. All of that. So, yeah. Is that Southern Arkansas, I'm assuming? It is. Hot because, Springs, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. So you get ice storms and things down there though. Mm-hmm. And they're surviving. Yeah. Um, my mom takes care of them now. So she, she'll cover them so they don't get as high. Okay. But do they, I mean, are these large, large trees? They can, like in their you know, in Zambia Mature, and other yeah. places, once they grow, like I said, they can grow 10 feet in just the first year. Oh my, um, so they grow like a weed, really. Yeah. That's awesome. Like a bamboo or something like that. And then, yeah, they're beautiful trees. They have, you know, tons of bright green leaves just coming off their branches that, you know, umbrellas out. So one of those just big, beautiful trees, they don't get huge necessarily as thick, you know, as they do just keep producing more and more leaves. Okay. Um, yeah. And high, tall, so... And they're, and they're in a lot of places. I mean, we visited a, a Moringa farm in Morocco about a year ago, uh, and they had a cold snap and everything died. But it's yeah. resilient, so it quickly grows back. Uh, we visited a, a farm in um, Cuba last September, and, uh, and it was thriving there. And what's funny, we actually took some, in, uh, some, some branches with some leaves, fresh leaves, and just kind of took some photo, photos in Havana and offering it to the people because uh, Fidel Castro um, basically uh, gives credit to Moringa for extending his life. So he's a huge oh, nice. advocate for Moringa. Okay. And he basically forced it on everyone. And it was almost like, uh, um, you know, cough syrup where you're walking around town and you're offering Moringa leaves and people are like, no, 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 I'm good. I have plenty of that growing <laughs> up. No, thanks. You know, <laughs> so, but well, it's, it's a good preventative, right? Yeah. yeah. It's found in a lot of places, um, mostly along the equator. Okay. Is, is yeah. Where it's gonna grow. You've, you've said that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, man, that's really neat. I want to, I want to see them. I, mean, I really want to go to Cuba. Uh, it just it looks, looks so awesome. cool. I've been, uh, I've been to Jamaica and I was, I was actually just telling somebody this yesterday. Jamaica is essentially like 1981, you know, or 1983. It's, it's in the early 80s. But Cuba 
is like 1962, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very classic. Yeah. yeah, it looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the cars are mainly from the late 50s and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? They and, are, and they're well kept and in perfect condition. And we actually learned that they they keep these cars in perfect condition because it's a it's a livelihood for many people. Um, as a Cuban citizen, you're making around thirty dollars a month on average as far as income. However, if your family has one of these cars, you can make around ten thousand dollars a year. Okay. Um, wow, that's so a can big difference. A lot of families. Yeah. 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 So it's like a medallion almost in the taxi cab system here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's the I I can't wait to see. I can't I just can't wait to see Cuba. And I don't know if you did you guys learn much about the farming scene in Cuba? It's one of the top organic mm-hmm. farming scenes in the entire world. Yeah, we visited a really cool farm um just outside of Trinidad, Cuba, which is about central south part of the island. And uh we visited a tobacco farm, coffee farm, and uh it was it was pretty cool. Um you know, this whole idea of farmers being in touch with kind of what they're doing, how they're doing it, and where ultimately their product goes. Um, it's just really fascinating to see. A lot of ownership over everything, not just the farmers, but um, everybody in whatever lot they are in life, uh, whatever whatever type of job they're, they're working on, there's a lot of pride, a lot of ownership. And I think that ultimately equates to a better product, better customer service, uh, better overall experience. So why did you guys go to Cuba? What was uh, the purpose? A one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. Oh, that's cool. So it's yeah. vacation. Slash our uh, let's let's uh, get in tune with what we want for Moringa Infusions for the next year. Kind of kind of a meeting. Yeah, yeah. that's so, cool. a good combination. A little bit of both. Yeah. Little work. Little a business life. retreat and a one-year anniversary. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where are you? You mentioned Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're originally from? Mostly, yeah, Georgia and Arkansas. Okay. Nice. Yeah, my southern accent will come out if we keep talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and if I give you, you know, a shot of bourbon or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm originally from Kentucky, so okay, I recognize cool. the accent very well. And what about you, Mike? Where are you originally uh, from? Originally born in Poland. Um, okay. Moved to the States when I was a kid. Grew up on the East Coast, so Maine. Okay. Mostly maine Okay, nice. Yeah, wicked, I love Maine. Wicked young and, lobster. And, up and I have really good friends in, in Arkansas and Georgia as well. I mean, I think everybody from the South knows every That's knows true. a person in every single one of those states. Yeah, yeah. you can get close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going through my head. And the pictures are popping in the, of those names. But uh, do you guys go back and visit and stuff? We do. Uh, we're actually heading back in like two, two weeks. Yeah, nice. to Arkansas yeah. and... Taking him to Georgia for the first time. Oh, nice! So, yeah, yeah, and then get ready. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, for the state or for the, the red family? clay yeah. dirt in Georgia. I don't know about the family. Yeah. I know about the state though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have some friends down in uh, Val- Valdosta and Tifton, okay. and they uh, they said, "Do you remember uh, the discussion about ebonics and different?" dialects of american language mm-hmm. when ebonics they were they were, in california we were talking about teaching ebonics in schools and stuff like that so anyway i have friends that are down in tifton and they're like yeah they got ebonics in california we got tiftonics down here <laughs> and i swear i mean i i'm not gonna do it right now but i can do some really good accents oh, i sat okay. in between two people i i i was there was something wrong i, I was getting my my truck fixed when i was down there I sat in between two older guys. They were probably in their 50s, and I think I was 21. I could not understand what they were saying. And I mean, I can 
it was the first time in my life and they may have been laying it on thick just to mess with me but man there's tiptonics was real <laughs> and then maine uh we have some good friends up in maine that is it is gorgeous up there yeah mm-hmm. i was uh hey, did you does your family have a camp yeah, we actually got oh. married on our family's camp. Okay, yeah. so, and camp is, uh, I think it is, it's a very main thing, right? Yeah. It is so cool. And when I kept hearing people talk about camp, I, I was like, I don't, I, I know, I don't want to go camping, right? I love camping, but I want to go be on a lake and hang out. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And so, why don't you explain what a camp is? Well, there's there are a lot of summer camps. Right, but Maine. I'm not talking about a summer camp. We're not talking about those. Um, yeah, a camp is basically a, a family property on a lake uh, with a cabin. Um, usually a nice screen on the on the porch where you yep. can kind of hang out. Uh, there's usually a fire pit and uh, a dock. Lots of docks in Maine yep. <laughs> near the camps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a place where you kind of just go and relax and take the weekend. Super rustic. Super rustic. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know where the water was. I was, I was, <laughs> I was pretty sure the water was just being pulled out of the lake. And um, I, we didn't, you know, they, they go, well, we don't drink the water. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure where I was at the camp that I went to, that the water was, yeah. Totally. And, For uh, hand washing and showering. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> I washed my clothes in the sink. Um, I we, we were doing some stuff. I needed to wash some clothes before I got on the airplane. And so I was washing the clothes in the sink saying, no, I don't, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to wash yeah. it. And then I'm just going to go hang it out to dry. And he's like, no, really, you don't want to do it. And I, I did it. And those clothes stunk for like three years. They became yeah. my lawn mowing shorts after that. It's finally, it's finally going away. I'm the kind of person that keeps clothes for 15 or 20 years before I get rid of them. Nice. But anyway, um, yeah, camps are awesome. And I was just talking with, uh, with Kimberly recently. And I said, you know what? I want to buy a camp in Maine. I just, it's so cool. It is. So, and, and I'd love to go and spend... I, you know, maybe I wouldn't get to see you guys at the farmer's market as much, <laughs> but I would love to spend summers up there. Um, when I went, the next door neighbor camp was building a uh, an old Chris Craft boat, was just restoring it. Uh-huh. And he spent three summers in a row, and that was the project that he did with his son to do it. And we were there. It was the only time I was ever there. And we were there for the launch of the boat. Cool. It was really cool. It almost sunk, by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess with these old crisscross boats, you're supposed to get them wet, mm-hmm. and and then they expand the wood, and that's mm-hmm. what you know seals all the holes. Gotcha. And they just put the boat in, started driving, like, we're taking on water. And it was Went just back. absorbing all yeah. that water. Yep, yep. <laughs> So that's cool. Camps, camps in Maine and Arkansas. I have some really good friends outside of, uh, oh gosh, it's not Bentonville, but it's right, Rogers. You know Rogers, Arkansas? Mm-hmm. And they got married in, what city did you say you're from? Um, Hot Springs is where my mom lives. Is yeah. that the tourist town? That is pretty touristy, yeah. What's the other Springs town? Oh, then there's Eureka Springs. Eureka Springs. Oh, they got married in Eureka Springs. That makes sense. That yeah. was, that's you an interesting place, yeah. you know? Have you been there? <laughs> I have many times. Actually. It's super cool. Yeah. You, have you been no, there? No, So take him there. Yeah, city <laughs> built into the mountains and just kind of huh. beautiful but bizarre. Yeah. It's yeah. really, yeah. Arkansas is kind of like a hidden gem. Like there's a lot of things I keep finding out about. I'm like, what? Yeah. In Arkansas? Yeah. Like I didn't even know, we, we were, were looking at towns and, and apparently Fayetteville is like number two or three 
in the nation for cities to move to, like that are thriving. And it's like Denver's number one. And then it was it Austin. Austin and then okay. Fayetteville, Arkansas. We're like, what? Are they going to take claim to the third coast now? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard people say that if you don't live on the coast and you, you have some into, they're like, no, it's the third coast. Yeah. And like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's not. Yeah. yeah. That's cool though. Yeah, I do. I love Arkansas. Yeah. Um, I can do without humidity and bugs. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things I'm loving about living in Colorado. Yeah, because your backyard, as you guys, how long have you been here? I'm I've sure you already told been me. Here just, no, just a few years for myself. Okay. Yeah, I actually left to Colorado at one point to go and try and be a farmer full-time in Arkansas. Okay. And then came back in 2015. We've yeah. got some farmland here if you want to try yeah, out, you know, know, if you want to do like a third of an acre plot or something. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but so one of the neatest things I think about Colorado is your backyard is really because it doesn't rain and it's not humid and we don't have mosquitoes just eating us alive. It's really just an extension of your house, you know, as long as you have some kind of privacy or something back yeah. there but anyway yeah love it here yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it here we we do say that we focus on a, a larger audience beyond the colorado boundaries and we've had we've had people on uh, with local foods companies from outside of colorado but um we still love it here more than the other places <laughs> um, all right so we've gone over uh talk a little bit about your your moving back to moringa um, so this is Moringa's, it's more and more popular. You've heard a little bit about it. Um, you, you obviously you have competitors, I'm sure you have national and international competitors, but in the farmer's market scene, I don't, I don't know that anybody else is doing, uh, Moringa infused anything's. No, there are, there are infusions, apple cider vinegar infusions. Um, mostly those have been kind of geared towards the cocktail world. Okay. Yeah. Known as shrubs. Than health. Um, okay. So we have seen some apple cider vinegar infusion companies. I think we did 12 farmer's markets this season. Wow. This last season. You guys started, was this your first year? The second year. Yeah. Second year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It was a big jump. It's a, yeah. Big learning curve there. <laughs> yeah. when, uh, you've never done it. Rachel's done some farmer's markets with the, the farming operation I did she market, had. market though. Once a <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. We right. kind of knew we were getting <laughs> yeah. ourselves into But not really. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are there are some competitors out there, um, but you know it's just uh, it's just like anything that's good. I think it catches on, um, people become aware, and then there are there's a market that's flooded, you know, of things. Moringa, on the other hand, hasn't really uh, isn't super popular yet, although that's going to change. Uh, we're kind of tracking some big time producers of moringa. Everywhere from, like I said, Morocco to South India to um, Nicaragua. Um, and there's a there's a huge demand that they're revving up for, uh, specifically in the European market. Time magazine, I think this was last year, came out with a, a pretty big article that said, "Move over kale, moringa's the true superfood." Okay. So it's yeah. gaining more and more traction, and you know all it's going to take is like uh, what is it, Doctor Doctor Oz or yeah. whatever to, to just say <laughs> it, and then it's done, and then we won't even be able to find any supply. Here yeah, <laughs> well, you guys just make sure you're you know you're the biggest one in the room when that happens, That's right? right? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's really cool, and you, I have I have heard more and more about it, and I know um, Kimberly was taking maybe I said moringa tea so many times or thought because I. I think she had she was buying moringa tea mm -hmm. for a year or so before we 
before we oh, cool. heard about you know before you guys said hey we want to join you so yeah. uh, that's really cool it's it's nice to be you know maybe not the first through the door mm-hmm. um, we've talked a little bit about that on the show that you know if you're the first through the door everybody looks at you and like hey, you turn around and go back out the door <laughs> but it's nice to be at the ground floor on things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's fun too because we do meet people that have had moringa tea or maybe moringa powder. Yeah. And they have like loved- matcha. It's really yeah. like matcha, the moringa, right? Totally. It's, well, the flavor wise, it's much more like earthy. It's oh, also nicknamed yeah. as like horse dirt. Tree. It tastes yeah. like dirt. It's yeah. Not very it pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's fun to see people that are maybe not excited about. You know, apple cider vinegar on its own or moringa on its own. Um, but then when we put it all together and it tastes delicious, it's, yeah, kind of a fun transition. Too. We're going to make a video. There's a lot of the times at the <laughs> farmer's markets, uh, we have people that, the best facial expressions. People will run into us and be like, vinegar? Why would I want any vinegar? So, <laughs> you know, that or I've tried apple cider vinegar. I think it's disgusting. I can't even handle this stuff. And we'll eventually talk them into trying a sample. So they try it and we should seriously make a compilation of all the expressions that we've seen it goes from like expecting the worst possible scenario to like wow this is actually really good yeah and then eventually like i want to buy some i'm going to try this i'm going to incorporate this into my life so pretty fun i bet you love when the people uh, that you're sampling at markets haven't even had uh apple cider vinegar Mm -hmm. Uh, or any types of vinegar besides you know for fish or mm -hmm. i can't remember um yeah, I am having some flashbacks of, of, <laughs> of drinking vinegar when I was when I was younger. Um, I was told about a cleanse, and I, at this point in my life, when I was in high school, I needed a certain type of cleanse, and so I just drank straight vinegar, and uh, it worked. Mm-hmm. But I was not able to eat vinegar or smell vinegar for <laughs> That's fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, wow. I mean, because it was just, and then I thought, well, you know what? Since it's so disgusting to just try, and this was white vinegar. By oh the way. wow! Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, bro. And so, <laughs> I know. And so um, after a couple, or you know, quarter of an ounce, uh, this is just disgusting. Maybe what I'll do is I'll put it in a glass. And I'll put it, fill up the glass with ice and then I'll put water in it. And I'm like, oh God, it just made it worse because then that's that much more that you had to drink. Uh-huh. But uh, now, now it's diluted vinegar. With, with yeah, more exactly. volume. Yeah. Still white vinegar, yeah. which is way different than apple cider vinegar. Apple yeah. cider vinegar. It's still pretty intense, but yeah. It is, but, but when you dilute it, I, or at yeah. least for me, I, I taste more of, a, of apple cider than I do of vinegar. Sure. Yeah. So... Yeah, and then, so what what flavors do you guys have? I know you have more than one. Yeah, we have um, three right now. One's ginger and lemongrass geared towards, like, inflammation. Uh, The second one is elderberry and holy basil. That one's specifically for, like, boosting your immune system, easing allergies. And then third is rosemary and spearmint, which is great for, like, mental clarity, um, blood circulation. So they each, we kind of, you know, tell people, hey, you know, all three of them are going to give you health benefits, but if you do have something specific you might be working on, then there could be one of the blends that could, you know, most help you out. Have you guys run into any issues by saying, well, this one helps with this and this helps with this? You know, this statement has not been mm-hmm. reviewed yeah. by the FDA. It's, it's type more things. in our conversations, it's more, hey, this has been known to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, legally. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. I wondered how you yeah. did that. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, this whole, this whole world that we're in that, 
with regards to this product, there's there's definitely a learning curve where we're kind of figuring out as we go. But we do have some really great resources that kind of guide us in the right directions, whether those are like a good friend of ours, um, a company called True Bucha. Uh, his name is Mark, just a phenomenal mentor and very successful in kombucha. Um, we also have different people in health and wellness and apothecary, and they're kind of teaching us these ropes, you know, as yeah. we're trying to kind of stumble our way through. And it's just been a really fun adventure. You know, I think you say they're teaching you, but you also are kind of stumbling your way through. I think actually that approach is way – you have a totally different perspective when you approach business or whatever business or project that you're doing. If you do dive in and just start doing as opposed to, well, you know what? I'm going to do all this research because when you do all that research, then you're taking everybody else's ideas and things and I think you're styming your creativity. And so, I mean, there is study after study about, you know, entrepreneurs and new business folks that if they become too well-versed in industry stuff, then they become just like the rest of the industry as opposed to if you really want to be, you know, groundbreaking or have some totally different product or, you know, first through the room, ground floor, like we're talking, you have to kind of just jump in. You can't do too much industry stuff. So that's cool. You're kind of taking a blended approach to that. Yeah, it's fun. And it's it's fun fun, because we created this and the objective was to leverage funding and knowledge abroad and locally um, with regards to you know fighting malnutrition and you know we've stumbled upon this really great product that is great because everything we do we put our best into it so from the ingredients i mean it's organic we know where they're coming from we know that they're sustainable um the the, the process which takes about two months um, there's no cutting corners. We want to create a great product and people happen to like it and it actually does some cool stuff. So I think being where we are now, like you said, just jumping into it, learning along the way, there's an opportunity to kind of look around and say, okay, well, real quick, let's take a snapshot of the market just before we kind of like grow and expand and see what everybody else is doing. And what's awesome, like you said, is we've kind of created a different road and we look around and we've got products in the market that have a juice flavor additive of ginger, right? And it tastes like ginger, but there's no ginger in there, right? Okay. Um, or it's, an, it's a juice extracted. So you're not going to get any of the holistic benefits of a ginger. Like our product has three teaspoons roughly of actual ginger per serving. Game changer, you know? So there's other fun things that these things that we identify uh, in the marketplace with other health drinks and we just look at our product, and we're like, that's awesome. Like, like this is a huge differentiating factor, and it's exciting. It's something to celebrate. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's fun to hear and see your guys' excitement yeah. with it too. I love talking with people whose businesses are still relatively young, and you know, I think it's great. I think it's really cool. So, um, is it more of a of a supplement or a food or how how do you and does it matter do you have to categorize it one way or the other for regulations or anything like that yeah it's kind of a loaded question because honestly that's what i like to do man (laughs) welcome i love it i love it so i think rachel and i both agree like food should be your supplement right okay there's a supplement industry right where we're getting 
what we should be getting from food. You definitely just turned that farm. question I, right? on his head. Is that where you're going? Not where right. I was going, but I love it. Because so, it's, it's answering me way more than I thought. Keep going. Sorry. Totally. So, you know, it is a whole food supplement. There's nothing synthetic in it. And it's a concentration. It's an infusion of a lot of things that people just aren't getting in their diet. Um, it's also a concentration of things that help fight the poor diets that people have, you know, like how much like vinegar do people consume? Like what does vinegar do to your body, to your lymphonics, um, uh, everything about your body works really well when it's in tune and when you're receiving the nourishment that, that it needs to work properly. Unfortunately, the basic average American diet doesn't really do that for a lot of people. So you know, to answer your question, I guess the easiest way to answer it is it is a whole food product that when people take, they are getting a lot of uh, supplement. So they are supplementing a lot of things that they're just not getting from their diets. And that puts you under a different regulation schema or, you know, uh, schedule or something, right? Yeah. As opposed to um, if it's just purely a supplement. I think there's a lot more things you can get away with. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I, I think for listeners and people that are, you know, that want to try it, um, I, I think that makes it more, I, I don't know, it, 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 it's just more real, more pure, uh, more tested, more, you can't get away with crap, essentially, yeah. um, is what I'm driving at. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and if you do get away with crap, I think it's a matter of time before your consumer actually oh yeah. calls it what it is. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, you've heard uh, in the in the supplements world. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many supplements with so many claims, and they come and they go, and they come and they go. So, on uh, moving forward with with that question, what are some some old world myths or just mythology that goes along with myth moringa you've talked about some of the benefits but you know does it have like it's the milk of life you called it the tree of yeah. life or something like that are there any other any other things that we've missed on that you know does it have some kind of other nickname or well, it's anything got lots in it yeah the mother's best friend okay the... i think my favorite is probably boob juice Okay. And is that because it helps with lactation? Or is it because you're drinking it as as though you're getting the milk of life? I like the visual there. That's really good. No, we have a friend. So this is something that just kind of came up. We hear a lot of interesting names for it. And our friends will call us. And my friend Adam and his wife had a baby. And she's lactating. And he'll call and say, bro. I just ran out of the boob juice. I need some more boob juice for my wife. And it's he calls it that because on average, it, it does actually increase lactation by about two ounces a day. Wow. Um, yeah, so we're getting a large like mommy following, talking yeah. to other lactation coaches out there. So yeah. Kind of a fun that's, thing. That's Didn't my favorite. You know yeah. the milk yeah. banks? I mean, maybe you should hit the milk banks yeah. and be like, hey, I know how to increase your product. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm going to help you with your bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite? flavor are you um, yeah yeah i mean okay. my personal favorite is the ginger and lemongrass okay i think um one i love the taste of ginger but then also i have lots of uh sensitivities to food and so whether that just ends up in uncomfortableness or whatever that might look like uh taking ginger definitely helps calm everything down and um just doesn't impact you know negative my day 
of what food can. So that's my favorite. It's also, I think, our number one seller because okay. we get, I mean, we could talk the whole show about all the amazing testimonies. It's my favorite part about going to shows and uh, mm. farmer's markets is having one-on-one conversations, um, you know, with what people are experiencing. And that's what I like to share with other people too. So it's not kind of like we talked about, it's not just claims of saying, Hey, science says this or this it's, Hey, I met a, a girl last week and she was struggling with something. sounds like you might be struggling with as well. I'll share what she said, you know, experience and yeah. see if, you and know, it's the best way to sell it's them the too. best. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've been shipping all over the country now and our social media is not strong you know it's it's by I mean, word of mouth i think we sent two emails out a year yeah so. <laughs> i think so you get, got on, get our mailing two list emails, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's impactful i'm working yeah. on it kate i promise <laughs> hard. yeah so that's yeah kind of that sorry that was a longer answer, no that's what i yeah my favorite that's go cool. on and on about all of them and the different testimonies that other people experience as well. I'm a huge fan of the elderberry and holy basil. So we really don't get sick at all if I feel something coming on. And I, I know Kate's over here suffering. Um, <laughs> and we'll definitely hook you up with a bottle soon. But uh, there's nothing like it. Um, and I've tried a lot of really great stuff out there. And uh, just the, the heavy concentrations of the ingredients that we use um, – help us stay healthy so that's really good and we we hear a lot of uh, a lot of testimonies about seasonal allergies people getting off of flonase people getting off of claritin oh that's good yeah Use a lot of hibiscus in that mix as well and um even like allergies for pets pretty good stuff so i like it so i appreciate you guys both answering uh the question because so many times when you talk to somebody and they have a product wow. line oh they're all great oh i could never choose a favorite and i'm just like yes you can yeah. come on I'll so thank you totally. thanks for actually <laughs> yeah. answering totally you know? yeah um yeah. all right on the on the, back to the the business side of it um You've talked about, you know, you get this product and you get these these certain products to make the infusion, but what is it, what is the actual production side of it look like? Uh, you know, you have leaves, uh, you know, I'm imagining leaves in a bucket, uh, you know, some flowers here and a stove, like, you know, set me straight. What is it? Totally. How do you do it? So there's a, there's a process we've kind of created, this kind of our own kind of process, but the essence of it is basically taking a lot of awesome um, organic quality ingredients, uh, putting them all together, and then waiting. In um, a pot? I mean, you like you cook them in a pot? No, or we don't. We don't use any heat. If we use okay. heat, then you're taking out all the probiotic benefits. Okay, because um, you're killing them. You're killing the mother from yeah. the organic apple cider vinegar, and then there is an amount of fermentation that takes place as well. Um, you're like pasteurizing them essentially if you're heating them up. Right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So you, you got to be really careful. You, if it's too cold, then the processes that take place uh, don't take place at all. If it's too hot, you kill all life. So there's a process that we have. We have a commercial kitchen um, just outside of Denver. And um, there's a process that takes about two months where we basically put everything together. We watch it. It's very time intensive. Um, and then we have to process it. We have to pull out everything. We have to press everything. We have to make sure that it's not oh, contaminated. Cool. And uh, there's just a lot of things that we've learned along the way, which ultimately have allowed us to scale. And, you know, the hardest part about this is you have a product that takes about two months to create and you've only created enough for one farmer's market 
you know, how do you scale? What do you do? Yeah. A lot of times uh, we've had instances where we just don't have a particular flavor or infusion because it's three weeks out from being completed. So, you know, two sides to that. One, um, our customers are like, man, like this isn't such high demand. I need to pick this up as soon as it becomes available, which is why we sell fairly quickly. But on the flip side, um, you know, you've got customers that also appreciate the process and see kind of our values behind our company. There are competitors. So you look at just infused apple cider vinegar drinks around. And I've, I've had conversations with some of these competitors and they'll actually boil everything together, infuse the flavors. They'll kill the mother. And what they'll do is actually put in some apple cider vinegar at the end of the process, call it, you know, with, call it uh, unpasteurized. And, um, and they'll sell it to people and people don't, don't know the difference. Okay. Um, I, I think you can actually taste the difference if you have a product comparison, but there's a lot of ways to cut corners in order to meet market demand for any company. Yeah. Um, with our company, we just stand behind integrity. That's cool. And so yeah. there's testing that goes on. So tell me about, tell me about, uh, uh, you know, a failure that you've had with it. Where, you know, maybe you brewed one and, or, you know, you, I'm saying brewed because it sounds like kind of a, a brew or something like that, where you were finished and just said, oh my God, wait, what did we just make? Or, yeah. or something along the line. What, what's been a, a failure that you guys have had that you've really learned from? And it, it doesn't yeah. have to be with the... What we do, well, the cool thing is we, we scale well, but we do everything small, small craft, small batched, um, everything by hand. Um, so we can kind of work out the kinks of a recipe oh, that's before cool. we yeah. go big, right? That's um, all him. I, I will I will say if this was up to me of being the head mixologist, we'd have a lot of stories because I'm not one to like measure or record. He's like, or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael's amazing. He has like all the spreadsheets, you know, it's completely down. So mm-hmm. yeah, that is wonderful because up to me, it would have been each batch would have tasted totally different and who knows what, so... Oh, that's, that's good. So my... you're creating continuity with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. From the beginning of yeah, we're intentional, all your systems. We're intentional about systems in every part of the process um, just to really meet the demand. And I think that comes from our backgrounds, both of ours, in business and in entrepreneurship and starting up companies and uh, consulting and, you know, the fun stuff that we've done. So. You said that you were in... I'm not sure we got we gave you an answer. You did. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did. You what's dodged a good, it. What's a good one? I, I don't want to dodge it because I, I think I failure is awesome. Right, we because learn you learn so much from yeah. it. Exactly. I mean, I could I could do a month's worth of podcasts on mm-hmm. what I've learned from various you know failures. Yeah. How about we call it a setback? Does that sound better? Well, no, I, I'm not afraid of failure. I'm, yeah. I'm not afraid of that word. I think good. It's, it's got a negative stigma, and that's because we grew up in a society where... You know, everybody gets a ribbon, and yeah, but we, everybody we, also gets a second chance, which is weird. That's right. And They're afraid third. of failure, but you get second, third, twenty right. eighth chances. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of uh, counterproductive with uh, with uh, raising kids nowadays. Anyway, off of that, uh, <laughs> off that soapbox. Um, no, failure is great, and I think you know from the very beginning we we're fortunate enough to start small. To never Starts make so small. commitments yeah. and and orders and and you know our vision for this like honestly Rachel wanted to have a small little farmer's booth and just tell people about moringa like that's where we started 
we oh, didn't that's come, cool. We didn't come into this with this idea of hey, like we want to be in every house in every in in the country. You know, <laughs> we want we want Ring Infusions to be a household name. Like that's not us. Well, you lose yourself on the when you we go that large, but yeah, you do, you do. Um, what is it? The road to hell is paved in good intentions. Right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. So we've been lucky enough to start out like just really small, really intentional small batches, which has allowed us to to learn from really really small mistakes, so that they're not huge mistakes when we get further down the road. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think one thing, you know, I, maybe the dates, the, the vegan line. Should we talk about that? No, that, no? it still works. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I think the biggest, yeah. like the hardest thing, which isn't like necessarily which like for, a product. For anybody listening, there's nothing wrong with the vegan line. It's a great line. <laughs> the mistake wasn't so much in like the development of the product. It's an excellent product that just basically replaces the raw honey with organic dates from California, okay? So uh, really great product, but the whole idea was, and I think maybe the failure, when you're starting out a company to stay focused and intentional on your main product and not necessarily diverge from what you're trying to accomplish because some people have a certain requirement, you know what I mean? And like nothing wrong with vegans, we love vegans, and vegans that specifically don't like honey, um, we created a product for you and it's on our website, you can go and get it today. And it's very good. Oh, will vegans not eat honey because it's the product of an animal? Mm -hmm. Correct. Some. Okay. Found out. Some. Some. The point and the lesson to be taken away from that is that when a a small percentage of people speak up and say that they need something, you don't necessarily have to rearrange your entire recipe in order to meet that demand. Okay. Because that demand may not be that big, especially if it deters you from what you're already doing, right? So the other big thing is the keto diet right now. People are like, right, all it's the place. huge. And they're like, how many carbohydrates does this does the honey have? You know, and we thought about, well, should we make a zero calorie carbohydrate drink to like to meet this market? And you know, maybe maybe we can further down the, down the line. But what we learned from the the vegan recipes. Let's just stick to what we're good at. Let's stick to what what works. See, that's cool. Focus. That's great. Yeah. And it's good to learn. You you said learn early and make smaller ones. And but is that where you were headed? Oh no, I was going so different. Sorry. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> All right, I want to hear. I want to hear yours. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as all the product and everything goes, I think it's been nothing crazy has ever happened. You know, like I said with recipes, I think the hardest thing, which hasn't been like a, a failure, but maybe a setback, is. We went from, like we said, one small market to all of a sudden expanding. And at the same time, we were newlyweds mm. and okay. also becoming business partners. So I think for me, that was the most lessons needing to be learned is how do we um, you know, be newly married and start a business together and balance that out um, where we're not trying to you know, work all day, every mm-hmm. day, to grow with the business as the demand grows and all of that. So that's kind of where I was going. Do you guys work together most every day together all day? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. Sure is. So (laughs) sure is. You know, but you you have no idea (laughs) until, until you get married and work with your partner. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my wife and I, we have so many projects going on together you know, the podcast is one of them, even though her chair is empty today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Kim, wherever you are. Yeah. 
So I have one comment about the the vegan stuff. So for vegans that are listening, um, I, this honey <laughs> concept is new to me that vegans won't eat honey. And so... Uh, some vegans. Some vegans, <laughs> right. And you guys have now both said some vegans to me. Um, so I'm I'm assuming that some vegans don't eat honey because... It is an animal product and, you know, animal product, let's just say they're they're essentially evil, right, Um, to some vegans or to vegans in general. Um, Two things. J.P. Sears has an amazing video on veganism that we should link in the uh, show notes. And then um, bees in the United States, honeybees in the United States are essentially being saved by the fact that honeybee farmers exist. Mm-hmm. Without honeybee farmers, we might have already lost the, you know, the European honeybee in the United States, which I I, I was found very fascinating. But so take that for what it is. Food for thought, mm-hmm. animal food for thought. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> Where can people buy your product? Yeah, um, website, marineinfusions.com. We do free shipping anytime you buy more than one bottle anywhere in the country. Okay, nice. Um, And then, yeah, we just finished up our holiday shows, really. and uh, Farmer's markets. Farmer's markets, yeah. And so that's where we're at right now. And do you have your farmer's markets listed on your website? We took them (laughs) off because sometimes we found that people would go to those farmer's markets during the middle of the winter. Okay, and clearly, there's no farmers markets oh, during right. the right. winter. Yeah, yeah. So, we, to not confuse people, we only have those up on our site when the farmers markets are actually going okay. on. Uh, we also we do have our wholesale license, so we are currently working on some deals that will allow us to get into some local stores. That's a nothing, great idea. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. huge, nothing big, but you know, one step at a time. Uh, we just want to do it well. Okay, we do. Hmm? Nice, nice, and uh, socials as well. Social media? Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slam, Not your social security number. Yeah. <laughs> I was going back to like middle school. Like socials. <laughs> yeah, there's a dance where you sell the Noringa. <laughs> <That'd be> awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, we have an Instagram account. It's okay. called uh, just yep. at Moringa Infusions and a Facebook. Um, yeah, we're slowly growing our social media cool. presence. So. Okay, that, and you give a shout that says, "Hey, we're gonna be here" or something like that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, because it's a great product, and I want I want people to uh, to be able to find it and all that good stuff. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So my final question: If you guys, you can answer it together or separately. If you guys could have a message that goes out to the entire world, whether that's via SMS marketing or something like that, um, what would it be? What what do you want to tell the world? Do you want me to go, go first? for it? Yeah. Okay. What do you got? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's kind of a it's an interesting question, Nate. Um, <laughs> that's why I save it for I last. Know, I know. Um, well, I think you know, just kind of thinking about this, the biggest lesson I'm learning in life right now as a new newlywed husband, business partner, um, man, when you've got a partner on the other end of the of the of the table that's holding a mirror to your face uh reminding you of everything good and everything terrible that you uh that you do old habits that you have the biggest lesson i'm I'm really walking through right now is whatever you do do it in love um oh that's great that's huge i think uh yeah i think i think there's a lot of good intentions out there and uh regardless of what your intention is if you 
can't communicate something or put actions behind something and truly do it with love, um, then you're going to fall short. You're going to fall on your butt. So that's probably, that's probably my, my billboard. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The second one would be, <laughs> would be, uh, don't settle for mud pies <laughs> or shit river, whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking about it, of just everything we we're kind of talking about too. A lot of it gets back to, um, with this, you know, talking about Moringa and other herbs and everything like that, just like what's right in front of us, what's already been given that's extremely like wonderful and maybe we've just kind of missed it or not used it and I think about there's a a poet and one named Jack Gilbert and one of his lines in a poem is called uh, or it says we must unlearn the constellations to see the stars and that's kind of sums it up for me yeah like sometimes you have to unlearn maybe what you've been taught or what you've thought to really see the truth and really see the beauty and you know that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast when we were talking about the um um you know if you get too deep in industry before you've really uh you know your brain can get clouded with everything else's judgment and the way that systems are already i think that's really cool i like i like that will you say it one more time yeah, we must unlearn the constellations to see the stars. That is awesome. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for coming out today. Uh, I loved having you guys on. Yeah. Loved learning more about the product. Yeah. Um, and I, it looks like we have a, another podcast that we need to do to talk about uh, your nonprofit organization as well, because I still want to hear more about that too. Sure. Anytime. So yeah. you guys, thank you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Like just... Yeah, being here and talking about it and sharing stories. So thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> and our and listeners. And we love your farmer's market. Too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so yeah. thanks for letting us in. They are that in tough, the Arvada Farmer's <laughs> Market. Um, so, you know, during during the uh, the summer months, you can come out and try them. Yeah. Maybe we'll get you guys into Westminster this year as well, too. Well, so we'll expanding. be working on you. Yeah. <laughs> Saturdays. Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, um and since the thanks are all going around, thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. Thanks, Kate and Truth and Legend Media for making this possible in so many ways. <laughs> and um, thanks, thanks to the empty chair. We, we wish you were here today, Kim. Uh, but so listeners, again, uh, the biggest thing, the biggest help that you can give us is to share the podcast, listen, rate us. Um, yeah, and, and thanks for your time. Go to edibleeconomy.com for all of the show notes. And until next time, thank you. Thank you.